Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hi everyone, and my name is Andreas Atkins. I'm the country manager for Ionity, the ultra-fast electric vehicle charging business. And I'm here on the Big Scuba podcast with Gemma and Ian. Welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast. This is episode 145. Yes. <laughs> and I'm with my co-host, Ian. Yes. Hello. I am your dive master for the today. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so we're currently recording. Um, we've just finished a litter pick yeah. in Norwich. Uh, we were due to be diving the river, but I've got a hand injury. You are injured. Hand injury, open wound, so not allowed to obviously. Yeah, you don't want to getting in that water uh, no. with with uh, dodgy infect- hand like that. Infection free. Yeah. So we helped out our friends at the Green Party and did a litter pick on land, and we accumulated. We were on the surface, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. There was some. There was the canoe club, uh, Eagle Canoe Club next door. They yeah. some of them were out on on the river, weren't they? Yeah. So they had their canoes, and it was amazing the amount of rubbish we collected in a Loads. small space. Of... This is the amazing thing about it, and it's only a short period of time you can collect quite a lot of waste. Yeah, majority was bottles, cans, litter, general litter. And uh, there was a uh, one of them safety rings. Somebody um, was after. Yeah, uh, there was a bike. An inflatable. <laughs> Yeah. I've been uh, left behind. Found a shaver. You had an eye on um, a nice uh, oh, leopard skin <laughs> rug. Blanket, yeah. That somebody left behind. Yeah, so all sorts, but yeah, it was great to see. I did bag that up if you wanted that, oh, if you were going to give you. it a wash, take home. <laughs> no, so it was great to see plenty of people volunteering. Yeah, good turnout. Yeah. Uh, this time it was organised by Councillor uh, Gary Champion, who mm-hmm. uh, organised it yeah. and... Uh, has been rallying around, telling everybody uh, it was coming up. Yeah, and he was supported um, by... What's his name? Peter? Peter. <laughs> Peter. Yes, yeah. yeah, so he's uh, usually, or well, has um, run it before, hasn't he? Yeah. He was there yeah. Yeah. as a participant. So we was in a different spot that we've done before. Um, today, uh, the organisers have been asked to concentrate on this uh, meadow, which is a really nice spot actually in the summer in yeah. Norwich, Anderson's. Uh, called Anderson's Meadow. Yeah, and that's a really nice area. Um, but unfortunately, like a lot of parks these days, they get they get you know a little um, bit abused, a little bit abused with litter and things. Mm. So, uh, but soon picked up and cleared up a, a bin bag full. Yeah, those bin bags that I bought, a hundred liters, we filled them up. Yeah. And it was nice to see a couple of passers-by said doing a good job. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was a, I'd like nice. to have done some drone footage, but I can't do any drone footage there because it's in a controlled uh, no-flight zone. It's right near the airport there. Um, so no no, uh, no drone work, unfortunately, there. Safety first, yeah, and that's yeah, the most yeah, important yeah. thing. So Do you want any hassles like that? Yeah, so keep an eye on social media. There'll be a few... Um, pictures from today of us with our big scuba gear on not drone stuff not drone just not normal, diving just normal <laughs> just normal stuff and unfortunately no diving on this no. one no but we'll be hopefully doing it again in june and yes in the river and yeah the water yeah we'll be sharing about that as we lead up to that one yeah um and all being well we will be in our full face mask yes which leads us on nicely to our weekend last weekend we were just qualified just qualified <laughs> yeah. in fact i'm just looking at the time 20 past two that was about the time i just done my out of air, out of air scenario 
and um, yeah, yeah, mask off. So it was a very cold day at Gildenberg Lake in Cambridgeshire near Whittlesea. There was snow on the ground when we left home. Yeah, and but the sun came out. It was a lovely day, but obviously just a bit chilly. Water degree temperature was five to six degrees. Yeah, and yeah, so we did our two dives, did our skills with John Osmond, who was our instructor, yeah. and two other participants. Brilliant instructor. Yeah. Um, I've not done any courses with John before, um, and it's so nice to see an instructor, um, you know, take them time, uh, make sure you're right. Yeah, he really um, did. Nice hat as well, I have to say. Uh, presented us all with a, uh, a beanie hat to did. start so, the day. So we got a beanie hat, we got a with white... Ocean, with ocean reef on. Yeah. We got, which we all wore, and that kept us very warm. Yeah. We got a, sort of a drying mask a cloth to wipe our masks down as well, didn't we? Yeah. So hand warmers yeah. as well. So we yeah, were well really looked good. after. Yeah, very well looked after. So, and the other two guys on the course was uh, Phil Hawkins and Bobby, a lady called Bobby. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they did really well. And then John Osmond. S- and was Steve our, Lyons was dive master. Our dive master, yeah. So, yeah. And they looked after us, yeah. Fabulously. Yeah, yeah, both great team and uh, totally recommend. Um, if you're going to be, you know, we're going to be sharing about this, and uh, this is literally just the start um, of us diving in these full face masks. Um, and I've got some plans to do with mine. I'm going to be customising it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you exactly what's going on, but watch if you this space. watch this space, I'm looking forward to having that done. Um, and then um, probably going to have a uh, a torch I quite like the, the idea of a torch you can have them adapted so you can have torches on the side as well yeah I was going to um, mount my GoPro on top yeah GoPro on top so that's yeah. the next thing to yeah. do so but hopefully we'll be in the water but we've booked a pool session haven't we just yeah. to do uh, just to brush up on our skills do skills water, yeah yeah uh, make sure our hoods are all sorted and then we'll be ready to jump in open water again. yeah I'm going to be changing my hood because I think my hood was too thick um, and I found it quite a job to get a good seal with the hood that I've got. It's yeah, quite a thick O3 hood. It's got seams on as well. Um, and I've been talking to O3 and um, Crystal Seas as well about hoods as well, about changing mine. Yeah, but all in all, it was a fab Saturday and came away fully qualified, signed off, ready to jump. Absolutely, to you know, uh, looking forward to it. Beep, channel <laughs> one. You know, and uh, yeah, and the, the, the Neptune 3 masks is a really a really smart piece of kit it is it looks really uh, good um phil had one as well didn't he so the three of us in neptune threes yeah yeah um and you know divers like kit don't they you know you tech divers you love the kit don't you you only got walked down stony cove and rebreathers are all on show and you know and i, I get that and uh wait till we walk down there with exactly you know and yeah. uh you know it'd be, it's really cool and uh you, you'll like them i think yeah so personally i really feel much happier in my full face mask yeah uh breathing no regulator in your mouth um, so we popped everything on our website as well, so that you can look at the Neptune trees. Can you buy them from us? Yes, you can, so, which is great. And all you need to do is just go to the website, www.bigscuba.com, and you can buy a package. So it's not buying all the components, it's just what you need. We've bundled it up. Yeah, what you need to get in the water is the bundle. Yeah, so... Uh, based on what we've got and what we've what we're using, um, 
you know, we thought it'd be best to do is make it easy for our listeners and people that follow us who will be seeing us dive in them, that if you want the same as us, you know, there's the price. Uh, and we've managed to draw in all the bits and pieces from, because that's what we had to do. It's not too complicated, is no, it? It's not, no, it's not. But, you know, with Ocean Reef, only supply the, the comms and the mask, and then yeah. we have to go somewhere else to go get the 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 quick connections yeah. and so that should we sort say what's in the bundle yeah good idea so in the bundle you get a neptune 3 mask and backpack and ex- the extender frame on the with the extender mask. frame yeah. um everything you need on that mask uh, which comes a stand as a neptune 3 yeah. mask and that comes with the the backpack yes so you get well. a a rucksack backpack with... which is really cool yeah how many comments did i get at the go dive show with that with that backpack that's oh smart... i like that that's a smart bag where'd you yeah. get that so you can store your mask in it plus everything else that yeah. comes with a changing mat as well yeah um so yeah that's in a, a black blue combination so you've got your mask your backpack and then comms kit the mercury comms kit, kit. mercury di- digital yes. comms kit there's two One's analog. We've got the Mercury yeah. Digital, yeah. so this package includes the digital communications kit. Yeah. Then there is a connector to so that you can adapt your own regs, so that you can have a quick release. Yes, yeah, a quick release um, male adapter that goes on your stage two, uh, and you basically leave that on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the bundle also includes the male and female uh, male and female connectors, so that. The female goes on to the your existing hose, where your regulators come yeah, off. Yeah, and so you can easily interchange if you decide to, rather than having to unscrew everything. If you if you want to come off the full face mask and say, yeah, your next dive, you're going to go mm-hmm. into a half mask. Then you haven't got to unscrew everything. No spanners like, needed. It literally just un- pops off. Yeah. You know, like a standard um, connection. Yeah. Yep, so it's all very easy. Um, it was really easy to set up as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and then the, only, the other thing that you get in the package is a strap that goes on the back of the existing straps on the mask, just to make it get, yeah. you put it on and off. A bit and, easier. you know, for anyone who's thinking about buying one, um, I think this would be, uh, you know, what something we'd like to do, is if you think about buying one, we perhaps we can do a Zoom yes, and yeah. help you set it up. So, um yeah, because I think you, you know, although the instructions are all there, they're all in English, uh, whatever, and you can easily follow them. But if you want and you want a bit of handheld um, holding while you set it up, then you, you know, we'll do that for you. Yeah, and we had that um, service from Craig, didn't yeah, we? So, and which it, was really helpful. Yeah, and uh, yeah. just got us all set up so we're ready to dive in the water without. Yeah, so we've booked some time in the pool to uh, just go through the skills again Yeah. Um, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and hopefully we'll be diving very soon. Yes, yeah, and getting the uh, the water. So yeah. um, keep a check. We'll be putting details about the bundle on our social media. Um, but the the actual price of the bundle is a one thousand nine hundred and seventy nine pounds yeah. all in. That's everything. So, yeah, everything that's including postage. Um, that's including all those bits and pieces that we just said, and that'll be you started full face diving yeah and then all you need to do is book up a course get the course done and yeah. then you're qualified to jump in the water yeah so again uh, there's details of where of how you can book your no matter what part of the country uh, that you're in 
Um, if you're listening to this, um, you know, there, there's information on there of where you can go to to book your course. Yeah, so that's our main bit of news, I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, obviously, business as usual, lots of things happening on social media and uh, just yep, keep an eye out. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with Waterhall, Sea Lion paddleboards, yeah. so, and Fourth Element. So, uh, yeah, lot, lots going on. Uh, we literally just revamped our uh, website um, and got that up to date um, to reflect these full face masks and also our merch. Yes. Because we've got some new merch. <laughs> and our sponsor. <laughs> because we, we've got a lovely sponsor who, uh, as many of you will know, in the diving world, um, Narked at 90, you know, John and Brent, uh, long-time divers. And if you're in the tech world particularly and you're looking for somewhere to get your rebreathers um, serviced or you've got an issue, you want to get a bit of some advice, then you need to look up narkedat90.com yes, and uh, yeah. make contact because yeah. uh, those guys will sort you out. And if you've got a question about equipment, just ask them because they will have the answer as well, so, which is a, a great service. Yeah. So, yep, check out our website, www.thebigscuba.com. Yeah. Everything is all on there. Yeah, so let us know what you think. So, um, that's a bit about full face mask. And like I say, it is literally just the start and there'll be more stuff to come. We'll be boring you silly about full face mask diving. I don't think we're going to get bored, are we? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, can't wait. Um, but, so we invited our guests on, didn't we? We wanted to... We spoke to Ford, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Yeah, Ford UK, who obviously we work with quite closely and we've been talking about electric cars, EV cars, hybrid cars. Because they are going to be part of the diving world, you know, as because what are you going to use? Mm. You've got something, you've got to get all your gear to the diving, dive site, haven't you? No matter you where you wheels, are, yes. you know, yeah. and uh, whether we like it or we don't like them, um, electric vehicles are going to play a bigger and bigger part in our everyday life. Yes. And then the diving world yeah. as well. And it's through Ford. We had a Ford e-Transit um, that we came across Ionity. They yes. are a um, European uh, fast charging company. Yeah. But they're supported by car manufacturers and an investor. So it makes them slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all, most, you know, on all the um, car manufacturers own a piece of Ionity and helped set it up in the first place. Then um, BlackRock... Uh, investments got involved and gave them another wad of cash to take the business even further so they're opening up all these brands and what have you and we thought it was really relevant um and ionity have been involved in diving world Mm -hmm. uh before as well they've been doing quite a bit with dan europe and um it was an obvious choice from ford to to get involved with ionity and have a chat with them yeah so again it's not the connection is not super scuba, but it's a part of education and an education for the future of um, the EV. But it is, world. because at the end of the day, you know, um, if we want a cleaner world, you know, the combustion engine is is not the future. No, no. It's not. It's not the future. I love, I've said before, I love the sound of a V8 <laughs> and a V10, you know, a V12 or whatever. And... Uh, uh, you know, those days are going to be numbered. We'll be limited to a smaller, you know, um, them as a classic. But the future is the electric car. 
yeah. is the, yeah. what, that's the way it's going. So learning about, you know, the options for charging, fast charging is really important. It is, it is. Paid. And quite, a, you know, I can think of quite a few divers who really got electric cars, yes. Teslas yeah. and the, the little Citroens and the little uh, other Fords and things, you know. So there is, you know, there's quite a few divers we know already use electric or hybrid. We had a hybrid car, didn't we? We went to Scotland. Yes, yeah. And how and that good was that? Perfect. That was a really good car. Yeah. That Cougar, that was, that was a really good car. Really yeah. pleased with that. Yeah, so we spoke to Andreas Atkins. He's the country uh, UK manager for Yeah, Ireland. for Ireland and UK. Yeah. yeah. And we spoke to him. We were actually in sitting in a Ford Mustang Mackey. A beautiful car. <laughs> in the, and it's blue. Uh, no, it was, it's like a, what did it, ice, ice blue. blue? Yeah. And it looks silver, but it's kind. Of, it's got a blue tint. Yeah. And if you can look, if you can find a Mustang Mackey in that colour, wow! What a, what a beautiful yeah. looking car. It was really smart. So we um, picked that up for the day from Hammonds of Halesworth and were supported. Um, so thank you to John Barker. John Barker from um, A W and D Hammond Limited. Uh, they do Ford and. I think they do Nissan, Nissan as, yeah. as well. So uh, look them up, if, especially if you're in the Norfolk area. Yep. So there we were, sitting in a Mustang Mackey under a wind turbine yep. as well, creating green energy. So because why we... <laughs> would you not? If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to interview the uh, the head man of um, one of the future charging companies, who they specialise in their power come from green sources, why would you not interview him underneath a wind turbine? Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? Why it was a beautiful not? day. The wind, was. the wind was windy. Blimey, that was, was that was that was really yeah. flying, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so it was a really interesting conversation uh, with Andreas. And uh, you know, if you don't know anything about the charging world, you'll learn something. Definitely. You, you will because, and I learned something about. Uh, I don't want to give the game away because you need to listen. But how things are going to be flipped on the head a bit. Mm. Yeah. As time progress and these vehicles progress, so look out for that. And I'm like, what? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, of so, course. So that's all in the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting. And we still asked Andres our usual set questions, just tailored them a bit, which was yeah. really good at the end. Um, so yeah, details of Ionity are in the show notes. Yeah, look all be on there. Um, Patch, you could let us know if you've got a electric car. How you getting on with it? Yeah. How you finding it? Um, that'd be cool. what which one have you got yeah um how are you getting on with that with your dive gear are you getting everything in what was the transition like from fuel to electric yeah does it affect your diving because you know you got a factory in the charge maybe so can you still get as many dives in during the day mm. we don't know yeah so and if you use ionity fast charging points let us know how you get on and yeah. where you yeah, are do you in the like country. Them. So they're, they're all over purple, Europe. aren't they? That was the one that was purple. Yeah, yeah, we used it uh, on our way back from Stoney, didn't we? Yeah, had so. it all purple light in there. Oh, yeah, looked quite cool, tech. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, it was one of the easiest charging points we used. It was actually. Yeah, yeah it'd be fair. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was really interesting. So, uh, this is episode 145. Wow. And Andrea Atkins. 145 episodes. <laughs> Three, three years, years three years, 145 episodes and 128 countries. Amazing. That's 129 now. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's just jumped on, have they? <laughs> Another country. So, yeah. So, yeah. Send us a message and let us know where you're listening from. Let's yeah, that's find always the most, good. Uh, uh, we country. need to say, actually, uh, thinking about that, um, 
we've had a few messages from people this week and see what I say thank you very much for getting in contact um i can't remember your names but thank you very much for you know who you are if you're listening so uh thank you very much for saying hello and uh, making contact yeah and it is so really we have nice, some future yeah. guests we have yes yeah in fact should we just mention we've got some ex-SAS coming on yeah we've got a few podcasts lined up so we've got a couple of people that have written books but one of them is ex-military yeah diver yeah there'll be Which more about that nearer the time but he's a uh, um ex-SAS which yeah. could be quite interesting hearing about their their view on how you know diving was for them yeah so it's been really interesting um yeah and then we've got some plans for the future a few couple of trips down south yeah yeah, we have. Yeah, It'd be more, but I can't really say it at a minute because uh, we're under embargo we of are. not yeah. making public. But yeah, we're on the travels again shortly. Yeah. So the Mary Rose project—they have got a special day coming up. Yep. So they have created a 4D experience uh, where you can sit in a cinema, 40 seats. And it will take you through a dive on the Mary Rose. How cool is that? Yeah, and even the seats move. So it's a real interactive um, experience. And that opens at the end of the month and we'll be going down. It's on the 30th, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's for an evening launch. Yeah, yeah. so we'll actually experience it. So we'll tell you more about that. But if you um, do want to get down there ASAP after it opens, which April onwards. Yeah. And uh, experience because they just had that big anniversary as well, haven't they? 40th, Forty years, yeah. so um, which I'm sure you remember the lifting of it. I do. Anyway, so um, yeah, that'll be out. That's happening on the thirtieth, and we'll be sharing about that on the day and also just afterwards. But yeah. go to the website and have a look. And uh, thank you to the Mary Rose Trust for inviting us down. Um, and I recently went to the museum with my parents and it was just stunning. It's good, isn't it? If you yeah. haven't been, you need to go because it's worth... Take the kids. Kids will love it as well. My kids went. Uh, we went just before the lockdowns and uh, had a really good time yeah. there. Yeah, definitely worth seeing. And it's not just the Mary Rose Museum on the promise you, not saying, just saying it, that no. is a really good de- time. It's part of our history. There. So it's really... And, and what people went through to... Um, discover it and excavate it mm. and actually raise it as yeah, well which was exactly. a, yeah so so we'll put the links to that in the show notes but yeah if you can get down to Portsmouth uh, anytime April onwards go check it out yeah do that today's episode is sponsored by Narked at 90 so let's find out a bit more about them Narked at 90 their tagline has been beyond technical which describes them pretty well John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during covid using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators. They also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers and are the longest serving and sole and UK 
European Service Centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Narked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. Based centrally in the UK, Narked at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives. So, Narked at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narkedat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. Narked at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. So, Andreas, welcome to the Big Scuba podcast. It's uh, lovely to have you with us on location. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you very much. Looking yeah. forward to it. Great. So, you, obviously, our audience is worldwide. Um, some of them are scuba divers, some of them are not divers, but can you just explain what Ionity is and what you do? Yeah, so Ionity is um, an ultra-fast electric vehicle charging business. Um, we are a joint venture um, from a number of our, our shareholders. Um, it's, a, it's a joint venture between the car manufacturers, Mercedes, um, BMW Group, Audi, um, Porsche, um, uh, Hyundai, Kia and Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, they've collaborated to, to establish a high power charger network that, that pans 24 countries across Europe. Um, it's a work in progress. The ambition is ultimately every 60 to 80 miles to have a high power charging hub um, all the way across Europe um, from Lapland down to the south of, of, of uh, Italy. Wow. Yeah. 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 Have you got any plans to expand further further afield than Europe? No, so it's a uh, it's a European network. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's to help support EV drivers and and the the, the sale of the vehicle. Um, people understand quite well. Yes, I can charge at home or at work and, and these kind of things. But often the question comes up: What if I make a longer distance journey? And then this is where the Onity solution comes in. So the driver then has that option that that um, that pass, if you like, yeah. to access the, the Arnesy network to um, enable travel into city within the country and also in, internationally as well. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. wanted we wanted to get you on, and um, you know, we 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 get questioned, you know, because we are a scuba diving podcast. Why do we get people like Ford on and now yourselves? And it, it, it is relevant because as divers, we're consumers. Uh, as consumers we're conscious as as well and as time go on you know electric vehicles are going to play a bigger and bigger part in the diving world you know uh and some may not be open to that straight away and a lot of us are and we you know it's going to play you know say a bigger part of that so it's relevant that we talk to you and find out why where did the original idea of ionity come from because it's quite unusual that car manufacturers get together and such a broad 
range of car manufacturers get together to come up with this idea of having one um, sustainable, fast charging company. Yes, yeah. Um, the, the company was formed back in in two thousand and seventeen, um, and as I mentioned, it was a um, it's a joint venture between the, the car manufacturers who decided yeah. to collaborate to help the the to help the, the net zero transition in in terms of transport. Um, I mean, I guess this ties in with with um, what you do and, and the interests are. Um, it's it's about helping to to build a sustainable future. Um, yeah. If we're going to get to net zero, we have to, as part of that, tackle transport. It contributes about one third of carbon emissions. Um, the, the other major contributor, of course, is heating. Um, but yeah, but we have to we have to tackle transport as, as part of that transition, um, which um, includes road transport. And also, we're now starting to see um, um, some of the maritime sector now also actually moving oh, to really? electric, which, which potentially could be relevant. Yeah, it's outside of our business, but um, yeah. This is sort of the next stage, if you like, really. Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah. today we we took the opportunity to do this recording um, underneath one of the wind turbines that we got in our local area in an electric car by um, that's been kindly lent to us by Hammonds of Halesworth. Uh, it's a Ford Mustang, fully electric car, uh, Mac E. And uh, it's a great spot. And you think, wow, do you know what? This is, uh, you know, this, this is the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the um, the electric vehicle industry. It, 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 I mean, I've, I've worked in this industry for, for nearly twelve years now. I started back in in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Um, I remember in the UK at that time. I think there was about four hundred plug-in electric cars. So mm-hmm. quite a lot evolved um, already over that, that that time period. And this industry for me is a really a convergence of the energy industry and, and the transport industry. Um, if you're going to make the switch to renewables um solar and wind as where you are now um you need to use that power um straight away when the wind is blowing or the sunshine or store it somewhere which means batteries yeah um and we do have stationary storage around on the grid and on on on, in private land but also the cars themselves offer a mechanism for that too um yeah you know when, when we have millions of evs in the road there's millions of batteries that are constantly plugging in and out of the grid um and as well as filling up the cars for travel, hopefully using renewable energy, um, there's also that mechanism to take energy out of the cars um, when they're plugged into homes, to take mm-hmm. a house off grid, for example, in an evening mm. um, and have it powered by the car. Um, yeah, wow. so, so, so the, the, um, the, the cars have the potential to help balance the grid moving forwards. Do you think um, that message comes across uh strongly at the moment because i you know that's a real game changer to think that um that your car potentially in time could run you know a lot of the your, your washing machine your washing machine <laughs> and things like that and that's such a big saving uh for you know for a lot of families um i guess it depends on at what at what point and what cost that battery was filled up but the premise yeah. is that the car battery would be um fueling what it was plugged into i.e a house a little bit yeah. like um the portable charger on a mobile phone um and and it, it's about um trying to flatten out some of the peaks on on, on demand on yeah. the grid in the uk yeah. i think it's it's more or less sort of six 
and no more or less about five to nine p.m. peak load yeah. on, on the grid. The premise that you arrive home if you've got off street parking, plug the car in. Um, you don't arrive home with no fuel left, as, as mm. you wouldn't do yeah. in a petrol or, or diesel car. And the idea is then that you then, with what's left in the battery, you can power the house. I take it off grid. Yeah. Um, so you remove that spike because you're taking millions of homes potentially off grid. And then the the AI um, manages it for you. And at a certain point, it flips, and then you start fueling the vehicle again overnight, potentially by wind. Um, and then you drive the next day to work, wherever that might be, on that renewable energy. That's sort of the premise behind it. It's more of a nascent technology that yeah. um, that, that that will be worked on. But um, I, I believe it's something there for the future. Um, yeah. It was originally, I think, in Japan they developed it. Um, it was in the in the main. They have a lot of earthquakes, uh, and it was sort of to cater for, um, or at least have the potential to help towards power outages as a result of the, of the yeah. earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. I know in America, uh, I've seen um, Ford with their F-150 Lightning. Uh, some of their media has been showing uh, some of the tradespeople who've got them are then using their power tools being powered by the truck and the transit as well. And, I, you know, that's a brilliant way of doing it, you know, because, as a cons- again, as a consumer, you know, moving into these this sort of world, yeah. thinking, well, you know, the batteries are still in this. Tra- you know, we're we're building the technology for the uh, for these batteries, and it's really cool that we could, you know, your vehicle that you buy can then recharge your the tools while you're at work. Because a lot of yeah. divers, you know, we use our vans for you know our, our trades during the week, and yeah. then you know to go yeah. diving or paddleboard and whatever yeah. weekends. I'm I'm sure. Um... I'm personally quite excited about the that must VW, be exciting place to work. The, the VWID buzz that's going that, that's due to come out that I think they said in um, 2025, which yeah. is the electric um, VW camper, right? Yes, yeah. Um, which I'm sure will be um, adopted where possible um, by your industry. I'm sure because for the, all those same reasons, right? You've got the van there, yeah. but it's got its own power source already there too, yeah. right? With, with the battery inside, so heating cooking whatever that might be you know yeah yeah, yeah. that must be uh, an exciting company an exciting industry to be working in at this time because there's so much development and focus on it now and you know you i suppose over the years it's been slow and now it's building up and it's, you know is a lot more need for it now mm-hmm. yeah yeah should i I'll, I'll um if i can just talk for a couple of minutes about the charging industry because yeah. um, it, it is um honestly are a um a charging business we, we, we exist to um provide fuel basically to, to the electric yeah. vehicles um and it's with electric there are some there are more options than with the, the traditional petrol and diesel where you would just go to a petrol station and then fill up mm. um i always like to describe the um ev charging ecosystem in three segments, um, the first segment being home and workplace, yes. um, whereas if people have the opportunity to charge at home and at work, they, they will do. It, it's the um, cheapest and the most convenient. It, it's like a passive activity. You plug in and it just happens, as opposed to having to stand with the petrol pump you know, at, at, at the station in that regard. So that's kind of the first um, segment. The second is what I would call destination charging, which tends to be more urban locations um, or it could be um, at tourism destinations perhaps or 
um, at a diving center, um, yeah. where you are visiting that 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 destination to either to go shopping at the supermarket, as I said, the diving center, something like this. But you plug in as a convenience while you're there, and it's a slower type of public charging that allows you to to get some fuel in while you're at the destination. And, and, yeah. and typically, it can be sort of over in, a, in an hour to a few hours, depending on what you're doing. And it allows you as the as the driver to then do these other activities. And again, you sort of charge um, passively in in the background while you're doing that. And then the third segment, which is what Ionity specialise in, is for um, charging on on the go. This is for longer distance journey into city travel, into country travel, um, and and um, the difference between this and the first two is that the reason that you visit the first two is for the destination, as mm. I said, you plug in while you're there. Whereas this third segment, where we operate, it's for, it's our charging hubs are on the side of major motorways and, and A roads, which typically is more difficult more difficult remote locations to, to get to in, in that in that sense from a power and construction perspective but the reason you're going there is to refuel so you're making a decision to come off your journey to visit the location to refuel so it has to be what the driver wants there is for charges to be accessible and quick and yes. yeah. then know that technology is going to operate so so we would we only install hubs we don't just have one or two charges it's a hub um, can be 6 12 or 18 ultra rapid chargers um, and our average fueling time is just 24 minutes. Um, Good, and that, that, that's the average ac- across Europe. Um, so it is, um, it is really now getting, getting quite fast. Um, some vehicles will, will fuel even quicker than that, depending on, on the type of vehicle. Mm. Um, and if you consider now that most electric cars coming to market typically have a 200 to 300 mile range, um, if you consider that, that um, I think the average, the average daily journey time in the UK is 36, 37 miles. Um, so it is already quite a legitimate way to, to, to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, um, in in December, just gone, um, I drove to Germany. Um, my, my partner's German. We, we took the dog, took the EV um, from West London all the way through to, to Bonn in, in uh, northern Germany. And yeah. we just had to stop three times on the Unity network. Yeah. refuel for about 25 minutes each time in mm. our uh, vwid3 yeah um yeah no, good that's guy. good and we have used yeah. um ionity charger at cambridge yeah. and there were i think there were about six or nine there yeah and it was very easy and that was our quickest charge well, yeah. yeah 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 very easy to use yeah, yeah. so for people listening that have got ev cars obviously there are lots of other companies out there like instavolt BP Pulse. So, what makes Ionity different to those guys? The um, our connection with the motor industry is is um is a is a is a big differentiator. Mm. Um, there's only ourselves and Tesla actually, but Tesla is a bit of a close a closed system. Tesla charges for the Tesla cars, um, but we're owned by the motor industry, and and if you consider some of our shareholders like Ford and such, you know, there's a hundred years worth of, of experience there in, yeah. in developing vehicles. Um, and so there's that, that we have that um, foresight as to what's coming in terms of the marketplace, because although the EV industry, um, you know, more or less is about 10 years old, um, it's still changing. It will still change. But what's at the forefront of that development is the car itself. Yeah. So because we, we, we are owned by, this array of shareholders which account for about 50 percent of the cars on the road 
um, we know what's coming next in terms of a, of a technology perspective. So our yeah. our chargers, our, our stations, the software and everything that's connected to that, um, you, you know, you, we, it's all developed knowing what's coming in, in, the, in the next few years. And an example of that is um, um, plug and charge in terms of a, a, a payment mechanism. Mm-hmm. So all of our charging equipment is equipped for plug and charge. And it's a um, little bit like, as it says on the tin, the car's, uh, like smartphones, as I was saying before, and, and, it, and actually the credit card details are stored in the car itself. So when you arrive at the charger, at the empty charger, you plug the car in. If it's enabled to plug and charge, then a digital handshake happens between the car and the charger itself. Yeah. And then it automatically just starts to charge the car. There's no app, there's no credit card, there's no RFID card, it just starts to charge. It'll calculate at the end oh. how many kilowatts have been consumed and yeah. what what the agreed rate was, and then you then it's just automatically billed to that credit card that's stored yeah. in the in the car. That I know makes that it so um, much easier. Does. Yeah, does <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. even in our experience, faffing about with apps or scanning your credit yeah. card is just yeah can yeah yeah be quite complicated. I know that Ford. Mercedes and Porsche already now have this technology enabled in some of their cars um, and, and more and more of the manufacturers now are going to start to bring this um, to, to market. In my opinion, in the future, this is going to be the new interoperability of the future because you mm-hmm. don't need necessarily all of the um, membership schemes and, and these kind of things. It will just plug and charge will, will now yeah. allow you to um, in, yeah, interoperate between the different um, charger manufacturers. But um, you know, I, I welcome um, the competition and, and the contribution from, from the other providers that you mentioned. Yeah, and collectively, mm-hmm. between all of us, it, you know, we need to um, be present to help enable consumer choice. And, and ultimately, yeah. it's about enabling that switch to, to um, electric and net zero, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, healthy competition drives change, doesn't it? And it drives um uh what's the word i'm trying yeah yeah that's what it's it's what it drives isn't it so i think uh, it's good to have healthy competition definitely yeah yeah any industry yeah and picking your locations where you put your charging hubs is the you said it's mainly off main roads or like major routes is that kind of how you work and how the future is going to work yeah so, so so the ambition is for a driver never to be more than 120 kilometers or more or less every 80 miles from Anionity ultra rapid charging station. So it's about building a network to enable intercity travel along the um, strategic road networks, if you like. Mm. Um, um, but it's not just about picking out, you know, the highest traffic roads near, near the bigger cities. It's about a true network. So we, so we, you know, there are destinations that, that, that we're looking at also, um, for example, we just had the plane permission awarded at Fort Williams. It was you'll soon see that site um, come on onto our maps. You know, and it, yeah. it's as a classic um, tourist destination, if you like. Yeah. Um, so it enables people to not only travel around but to get in and then get charged and come back out again, if, if mm, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, so we so we look at um, this strategic road network to try and build um, a network in in this form, sort of every every eighty miles. But what's also important is the customer experience. So when we select sites, we consider the amenities. So, so um, we always, we're the specialists um, in the car through our shareholders and, and the charging of the vehicle through Arnity. Um, 
but what we seek is to work with what we call site partners and they're the they're the experts that run the hospitality so the yeah. amenities the food and beverage the toilets the the, the safety and the shelter yeah. for, for, the, for the drivers um 24 minutes average is, is quick but it's still enough time for someone to go in use the toilets buy tea coffee some, yeah. some food um and and that's where the the sort of the marriage between ourselves and the site partner becomes quite strong yeah. um we can um we can help support the site partners with three three main aspects really we, we um will lease land from them or purchase land which is a, is, a, is a direct commercial benefit of course in a, in a very obvious way yeah um the second is that we ionity um will help essentially future proof that business at our cost so we come in we, we we build everything we make the grid connections it's our energy supply it's it's all of our construction work it's our hardware we construct the whole thing, open it, and then operate it at our cost. Um, but it future proofs that that business because it gives them access to on-site EV charging, whether it's for their traditional customer or for, for new customers that, that that we bring in. Which brings us to the third point, which is um, we we can we bring new additional footfall and new business to that site because someone's coming um, to charge the vehicle. Yeah. As I mentioned, well, those three segments, you know, we're the third, they come to visit that site primarily to charge. But while they're charging there, they'll go in and spend money in the cafe, at the retail park, at the hotel, or, or whatever the, the location might be. Um, so, so, so it's um, new footfall, new business to, to the site as well. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. the picking of sites, what's kind of the time scale from obviously you, you get an ideal site to actually opening it and being an active charging point is it quite a long time scale um i i guess the word long is relative to what yeah. someone's expectations are really um it, it it typically will be um for when i first set foot on a site and yes. i'm having a, an initial conversation with a potential new site partner um it'll be something in the realm of a year to year and a half mm. before we can open the site so it's ready for business um at, at, at the front end um it, it's about the contract with the um with the site partner um yeah. presumably we can have agreement there the two main factors really are um power and, and planning so the first question we have to ask is can we get can we get power to that site um what's the, the cost of that and um how long can it take mm. and that this is the sort of the primary question really um and presuming that that's okay, we can satisfy that. Then it's um, we design the site in conjunction conjunction with the um, the site partner, um, and we submit a planning application. And then once the planning is awarded, we've secured the power. Once planning is awarded, then we can start to get the site to begin the construction. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would have thought councils are pretty open and want more of this as well. It's all business, isn't it? Um. Yes, the, the government, of course, has a very clear um, target and it's probably communicated about its net zero ambition. Yeah. Um, uh, personally, I'd, I'd hope that we can continue to support the planning application process and, and see if we can make it quicker than, than it already is. Um, it, it, there is private business like ourselves that, that's um, um, investing in this entirely. It's our cost. You know, we're not seeking government support support in terms of funding so it, the, the, you know we, we we should align very well with with, with the ambitions um yeah. I, I personally would would um 
prefer the playing play just to be sped up somewhat um, so we can get the sites open even quicker. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the biggest hurdle really is, um, is power, is whether or not we can get power to site and, and mm-hmm. when. Um, it's not the grid's fault. It's, um, it's just moments in time about reinforcing the grid. Um, we've not had requests to, um, to to get power to these type of locations to this extent before. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, we're on talking about the side of motorways and major A roads. So the locations traditionally, I guess, are more remote. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's literally about getting the, um, the cable in and having those sort of last mile arteries of the grid, if you like, yeah. to these types of locations. Um, and just for perspective, um, a 12 charger, 350 kilowatt hub of ours, ultra fast, is equivalent to, um, you know, sort of five, 600 homes in terms of power. Wow. So it's kind of like, um, yeah. It, it, and so, so there's just work that needs to be done yeah. to get that to these type of locations. It, it'll, it'll happen. Um, you'll find that the decision and it's a bit of a misunderstanding publicly i think people think that the hubs that you see um opening today is a is is a conscious choice from the chargement operators because that's a location that's got high traffic it's an affluent area more like to have evs etc it's actually not to do that people are genuinely building the network out it's typically driven actually by where power is available today more immediately so you of course you build out the hub then while you start the process um, working with the grid to, to enable the power, which can take years sometimes to get to some locations. So it, yeah. all of this will come. It's just moments in time. Um, and if we sort of step, I mean, this is in reality a, a sort of 20, 30 year process before mm. we fully transition to electric. Yeah. Um, these are small moments in time when we step back and look at it in this lens. You know, it will happen. It's just the next couple of years um whilst we're aligning charging with with car sales and such yeah um there's about three and a half percent 600 700 000 evs on the road today in the uk mm-hmm. um I, I think that we'll get by 2030 i think we'll get to about 20 possibly 25 percent evs um cars on the road as evs yeah. which is around 8 million vehicles that's a lot it is yeah. yeah and i think probably people's perception is they can you just set up a charging station and it's that really easy but you know like you say it's the logistics involved in it that there is a lot more it isn't like there's cables under the ground everywhere that you can just like tap into no and re- yeah. we spoke to our and, and, and remember as well i'm talking specifically about ultra high power charging mm. that third yeah. segment on the side yeah. of motorways it is people can if, if if someone's got off street parking at home, they can install a home charger. They can yeah. do that. It, it is that that is simple, um, and they can do it. And and um, for many people who have off street parking, they will never have to visit the petrol station again if they like. Yeah. So they pre electric vehicle, they would they would have to take the time visit the petrol station. Whereas with an mm-hmm. EV, most of the time they'll just they'll arrive home, plug in. And then it will happen, it will charge overnight. And in the morning, it's ready and, and you go out to work. And for most people, that will be the, the majority of charging. Yeah. How do you see people cope then if they live in, say, like a terrace in a in a, in a rural town or somewhere like that, uh, where it's going to be more difficult for them? How do you think yeah. that will go in the future? Um, in, in these circumstances, you will need to rely on 
public charging infrastructure, you, you will. Yeah. Um, it's not just this circumstance. I, I'm an example as well. In, I live in London. I don't have off-street parking, um, mm. as most people don't. And so I'm 100% reliant on um, public infrastructure. And, and that's, you know, perhaps there's possibilities for, you know, you, you've picked out a very specific um, example, which yeah. might, you know, but, but may, perhaps there's opportunities for them to charge at work. I read they, something. They, 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 you know, they, um, there'll be, um, this, this would be like things like the supermarkets, perhaps there's a, um, a rapid charger hub nearby where no. they'll fuel up. Remember, remember the vehicles will, will, will be giving you 300 miles. Yeah. On the full mm. battery, this one is you know, just 320, and, and 20, 300 Yeah, exactly. Miles. So, so for most people, that's the whole week, you know, they'll yeah. they can fuel up once and it lasts them the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I read somewhere a while ago that one of the ideas that were being considered uh, was using some connection with street lights, street lamps. Yeah. Um, you know, does Ionity in the, I uh, presume you must look into research and development of all this. Um, you know, do you look at different ideas and uh, of the, weird, the, the ideas that can possibly work and some that don't and, you know. Yeah. So this technology, um having the charging socket in the street lamp that exists today you, you, yeah. you see that around many cities um yeah. I, 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 outside where i live here west london there's um there's loads of them literally i walk around the streets and mm. there's, there's loads it depends on the counts and the borough but the, a lot of them now um have this but this is a form of um again going back to the three segments of that charging ecosystem yeah i'll bracket this as part of your home charging in a way it's about a very slow charge over a longer period of time at night, you know, while you're yeah. asleep. So people are parking on the street because they haven't got a street yeah. parking when they come home. And then they can then plug into um, either an on-street charger or this, which, or the, um, the lamppost charger, um, which um, then enables over many hours the vehicle to charge up over nighttime. And then in the morning they yeah. come, fetch the car and go to work or start their day wherever they go to. But, um, yeah, that that this technology already exists, um, and um, it, it's not what Ionity do. So we're very specialist. Our 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 specialism, and, and we're quite um, focused on delivering that is the high power charging. Um, but there are um, many other companies that that offer these other types of technology, um, and most um, yeah, it, it's all needed to, to enable the, the transition. Most drivers will at some to some degree charge across all three of those um segments it just depends on on the particular driver's circumstances as to um how much they spend on each yeah 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 we spoke to our dive center uh, one of our local dive centers uh and we said to them we asked them about you know about the future of getting um diving uh sorry uh, electrical points. charging points there and to be that would be really difficult for them because that's it, in a quarry. It's rock all the way around, um, and I guess there will be places where it will be difficult to get into. But as divers, it will just need to factor that in. That you know, if we're going to um, go there, you know, if the range is for this, it'd be on its top end, I suppose, of mm. its range. Um, that you just factor in a charge on the way back, same as you would with fuel. You know, you, most yeah. cars 
you think, well, I might have to stop off for fuel or for a bit of a break afterwards. And what's 20, 25 minutes? It's yeah, nothing. It's nothing. It? No, no, and it is just like yeah. stopping for a cup of tea, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. And, and remember, um, the 24 minutes average charge time on our network is today with yeah. today's technology, which will evolve. And that's the average charge time. So some vehicles um, are charging quicker than that already. Yeah. Um, and charging speed will increase, increase, increase. That that average time will reduce over time. Yeah. yeah. And and exactly as you said, um, the um, even if the actual destination you're going to itself can't or doesn't want to, doesn't have to have charging facilities, it's fine. You will have access to a fueling station. Yeah. In today's world, it will be a petrol station, but, you know, an IMT rapid hub every 80 miles, right? You, perhaps you, you fill up, um, before at the hub, you go to your destination, yeah. you have your holiday there or, or go to, to you know, cat, um, whatever it is, you're, you're there, the diving or, or whatever it might be. And then you come back out again, you just fuel up again on yeah. on one yeah. of the, the yeah. hubs as you come back out. It, it, it's um, exactly how, how, yeah. how it will work. Yeah. Um, some locations may want to offer charging, um, the, you know, the, the, the destination type charging or overnight type charging um but they don't have to it you know it it, it can it can and will work without that yeah, yeah. do you think yeah. in the future you'll get into household energy um what, what, what do you mean by um, so, you know so uh just a household electric you'll be able to get power from yourselves i mean um it's not as i said it's not what i honestly do but people no. people um people install domestic home chargers today is that is that yeah. what you mean yeah yes no, yeah. No, well i didn't know whether that was be something on the future that you might get into like um just trying to think of some power companies like who, who you got your power with bulb, bulb octopus, octopus yeah. and people like that you know i didn't know that'd be something in the future that you'd you know you could then expand on to provide and power for um households yeah um Honestly, it's not a um, energy supplier, and and that isn't what we specialise in. What we'll no. do, um, we do ensure and procure um, green renewable energy that supports all of our charges. Yeah. Um, but we work with um, suppliers to provide that, um, and with our newest shareholder, BlackRock, who are, who are the one. Um, they joined in, in December last year. They're the one non-OEM shareholder. Yeah. They own renewable generation plants across Europe, so the so wind farms, solar farms. So um, I'm adamant we'll start to look and see how we can incorporate some of that generation yeah. somehow in, into our supply mix. Um, there's a really nice example where we can do it as well. There's a nice example in the Czech Republic. Um, if anyone that's listened to this, that, that's checked, they're going to laugh. I think <laughs> Levisic, the, the, the name of the location. Uh, um, I'm sure that's not correct, but I'll give it a go anyway. Um, <laughs> a really nice example where um, it's not, it's about a kilometre from a hydro generation plant. And we've run a direct wire from that plant to the charging hub. So, oh, so wow. it's completely off grid. Hydro works really well, of course, because the water's always moving 24 yeah. hours, right? So it's not like mm. the sun and the wind. Um, so you've got a constant supply there. So that that station is actually off. It's got 
a direct private wire that runs on there. So wow. it's just a nice example of where, where we can do it, we, we will do um, in yeah. terms of these kinds of um, opportunities. Yeah. And hopefully, obviously, you know, it is quite a snapshot in time that we're looking at, but in the future, maybe more hydro stations all yeah. appear because, you know, we're an island. Especially, as well. on, especially on the West Coast where they have some of the huge, massive tides, tide, yeah. tides, don't they? You know, the, the surge in water coming through, you know, is massive. Yeah. Yeah. I think just generally the switch, I mean, the UK is already quite committed now to this this switch and, and yeah. the ambition is to um, have 100% of our energy from, from renewable sources. You know, we, we have, a, like I said, an idea of a lot of opportunity with wind in particular, Um and I, I, I'm sure I read the other day that it was around 30% of our um, supply now comes from from yeah. um, from wind. Um, but it, as I said before, that EVs give the opportunity to help the transport mm. industry and the energy industry converge. Um, and the battery and the storage helps us harness this renewable energy yeah. in, in a way that we never have been able to before. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It really... I've, yeah. I've never thought about the actual car though, powering back in. No, because I've always thought about you know that you, you you go home, you plug in, and the house charge the car. Yeah. But in future, you, you know, powering that back in. It and it is probably about education. People obviously see a few electric cars driving around, and there will be like e-transits coming on board soon. Yeah. But it's just a case of people's education and seeing what. An electric car means, you know, as a whole, it's not just getting from A to B. There are other, you know, like running power tools, like taking your house off grid. Well, I suppose the biggest challenge is mindset, isn't it? You know, Mm. because we've been, you know, we, this is all new to us, uh, for most of us. And it's all, um, you know, new technology and a new way of driving um, that we've, we're now getting engaged with and thinking about, right, this is, you know the the options and the uh where it's going to go is, is huge yeah yeah and people often forget about the whole tailpipe emission piece i think this is one of the original reasons for ev in the first place was was um zero emission at tailpipes so in, yeah. in cities to help remove um the emissions you know um and um that often also gets forgotten I, i'm i was um i'm adamant that when I was younger, we went to the pub, people smoked and, and in the pub, um, you just, you, you remember as a teenager, you were coming out the next morning in the mm, shower, yeah. whatever, your hair stank of yeah. smoke. You, you know, yeah. If you tell um, teenagers today that people used to smoke in the pub or indoors, they'll be shocked. They, they yeah. won't believe it, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I'm adamant that in, in a generation, perhaps two from now, if you told people, um, young, younger people that, people used to drive around in petrol and diesel <laughs> cars and buses in cities you yeah. know you're going you're walking along the street or going for a run perhaps and behind the, the diesel bus they won't believe it you know because it'll all be it, it'll mm. be you've removed the pollution and the noise pollution yeah um you know you see some of the homes that are on the busy roads today um in the front of the houses it's it's all black yeah. you know because of yeah. the fumes and the noise, you know, but and that's going to be gone. It's going to mm-hmm. change the 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 um, even if you look, you know, at, at, at this level, it's going to change the life for the for homeowners in these locations. You know, they won't yeah. have a, a, um, a dirty window. They won't hear the traffic noise outside no. in, in the way that yeah. they do today. You know, no. 
Yeah. And this brings us back to one of the first things that we talked about, you know, as a as divers and people who are interested in the marine world, uh, paddle borders, and you know, we are conscious, we are interested. And, you know, when it comes into, you know, changing our next vehicle, you we it's gonna be a big option. Is like, right, mm-hmm. okay, is now the time to step into an electric car, you know, and um, because of it's so good to hear from you, um, you know, how Ionity um, are offering a sustainable way of charging your car, you know, and this is the message that we now need to get out to people um, for the for the future. Yeah, and I think it will make our audience think as well, you know, just maybe think a bit further ahead yeah. and in a bit more depth about EV cars and the actual process of charging and, you know, those three segments that you have explained yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, no it's really good so obviously all our guests we always have a few set questions um so we've we've tailored them a bit for you (laughs) so in terms of um if you could take three people on a road trip what car would you use and where would you go and who would you take so it's quite a complicated question but um I, I would um it would definitely be in my um new vw i i um vw id buzz campus yeah. i spoke about um the california i think they're going to call it um and it'll be with my partner carolyn um and our, our little dog stitch the french bulldog <laughs> um and yeah probably um uh, in a bit of a road trip really somewhere like um perhaps the highlands up in scotland mm. that, that sounds very good yeah yeah no that's yeah. sounds a good choice yeah. i just saw a good name for your dog sparky sparky <laughs> she's called stitch but yeah it's not too far yeah yeah, yeah cool. no, that's good we like to um give our listeners a bit of a nugget um something uh or a bit of a life hack what would be your message to them, to our listener? What would be your life hack that you could probably share with us? Life hack. Um, I'm not sure if it's very. It's um, it's more of an appeal, I guess, really, than, yeah. than a life hack. It's just to that, just for everyone to start to really embrace the the switch to renewables and just think about um, the concept of of waste. You know, and that's everything yeah. from. If you don't need lights on in, in a room, turn them off. If you don't need the heating all the time, turn it down. Um, you know, recycle. <laughs> Look at the packaging, recycle and things. It's just ha- have that on your mind. Um, and just little small things every day. It doesn't have to necessarily be jumping in and buying an EV today. Mm-hmm. Um, great, do that at, at some point. Perfect. But just be conscious um, and around just generally with waste and so recycle save energy yeah 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 and that is so applicable to anybody in any walk of life any little effort is better than no effort well i think if everyone looked after their back at was dave kennard said that didn't he mm-hmm. you know if everyone looks after their little bit of their their world and their back garden you know that adds up doesn't it yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's great and the final question is if you had a billboard that you could put out there to the whole world. So the billboard could be a picture, it could be a saying, it could be a message. What would you put on your billboard? Um, I'd put um, two words, be happy. 
<laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 just um, yeah, it, it, it's um, I think people forget sometimes, but just let let let's just try and do our best we can, work really hard just to be happy. Yeah. 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 No, that that means a lot, really. It's a, it's not you know to some people it's they're unhappy, they're probably earning lots of money, but at the end of the day, if you're happy you're generally Means healthy everything. in your mind and your yeah. your body as well which yeah. is a yeah exactly yeah yeah, so, yeah and look forward to the future yeah so, absolutely yeah that's no, been really good yeah. andreas yeah really informative as well and uh yeah probably brought another dimension to kind of the ev standing at the moment i think the three points i think are really important because you know range you hear people talk about range stress um and things like that and it's so good hearing like the the three elements of where charging points are going to be you know because you're never going to be all that far away from one no matter where you go and divers you know we like to roam you know like everyone like other other people do and it's good to know that chances are where you're going to be head you're not going to be far away you're not going to be far away for a you know an ionity charger and that's really good to hear that's what we need yeah definitely yeah and to hear the the expansion of the company as well with the support of the motor industry is yeah really yeah. good yeah. yeah 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 we have um i guess around 1800 charging points today across europe um yeah. and we're financing our plan is that is to is to make that 7000 by 2025 across wow. europe so if people want to find out more about ionity where are the best places for them to go and read up a little bit more or look at your network um yeah just uh, the website is updated daily with with new charges new charging stations that that, that come to life and some yeah. of the case studies like the czech republic one for example so yeah www.ionity.eu great okay, okay. brilliant yeah, we'll put the link into the show notes so that people can then just click on that and uh, yeah. head over to the website and learn a little bit more. But yeah, really. It's, it's been, been really good. Uh, you know, and thank you for giving us some of your time today. It's been brilliant. Yeah, great. Lovely, lovely to talk. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, that was brilliant. Well, I really enjoyed that. And great location. Oh, so, um, very happy. Oh, yeah we're in a great location and uh had a little quick couple uh gremlins trying to attack <laughs> us because we're relying on the 4g network but we are if it's not particularly clear we are right underneath the one of the windmills wind, wind, wind turbines Kessingland uh, in Suffolk yeah yeah, so this is all. What's wrong calling it windmill? Well, it's got sails. Windmills. We, we sails. like windmills. We, everyone likes windmills. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're on a location where there are two uh, wind turbines, and obviously they're generating green energy. I guess yeah. if you're in the offshore industry and put these things up, calling it a windmill is a bit like calling a diver mask goggles. Yes, or flippers on you. My brother, my brother was calling. <laughs> Uh, diver mask goggles the other day and flippers flippers fins flippers yeah. flippers and fins well, I, yes. so anyway we're, that's where we are and it's an awesome we're gonna awesome place to park and uh, it's a relevant place to park yeah. when you're sitting in a fully electric car yeah and also we're to the, the top the top man in ion yeah we're on a site called africa live and they specialize in like zoological um sort yes. of projects and um endangered species yes. so it's you know it all fits in well with like planet conservation it and does. Yeah. looking after the species that are pretty rare so yeah uh it's a 
nice place. But we want to say thank you um, for uh, Andreas coming on. Yes, great. And uh, giving us his time this morning. And he's a busy man. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, but very informative. Imagine his inbox, you know, he's <laughs> organising all these sites and things like that for yeah, us all. I think it's a very interesting job, but equally really interesting to learn a bit more about the electric charging network and what's involved. You know, I get it. You know, I love the sound of a V8 and a V10, and I do. I am. I'm a bit like um, Bill Ford, you know, yeah. loves loves the sound of of a of a but you've been converted and but it's still whether we like it or we don't you know evs are here to stay they are we are going that way it's more important you know that we have a sustainable way of motoring Mm -hmm. and as divers you know as conscious consumers it's going to play a a bigger part you know when we come to changing our next vehicle yeah, you know, we no, and we no. need the networks to expand, don't we? Yeah, and I think Andreas summarised it quite well. People only look at a very short time window, but this EV subject is and that here might be from... down to the finance because you know when you when you go to your local dealership, no matter what brand it is, you sit there, don't you, and, and you think, right, I'm going to finance. You know, after buying a car, uh, you uh, so after buying a house car's the next big you, thing your yeah. car purchase is your next big thing and you either rent it lease it buy it outright mm-hmm. or nick one but you, you generally <laughs> generally generally you normally lease it or finance it some way don't get pcp and yes. all that which is usually a three-year deal yeah they? yeah you know and you are going to be thinking about right okay three years time that's going to bring us up to 2027 isn't it mm, you know and not you, far think, off. you think how quick technology is coming out and changing you know three years is, is although it is a short period of time it's also a long period of time in the world of development yeah, because yeah. so much things are coming out and technology the pace of the advancement will increase it's just natural because we we are in this technological age and it's hand, it's good that we're in this car with a range of 320 because when we when I had that um when I've had another electric car, you kind of think, right, okay, somewhere along the line, before I go home, mm. I'm yeah. gonna have to work in a charge, which could affect your dive time because you think, right, okay, how long do how long do I what be on site for? And the enjoyment of your day. Yes, you know. Yeah. But if you think and that charges now are gonna be down to like 25 minutes i bet you if it take if you go fill your car up with fuel you're the petrol station 15 minutes yeah and well say you go and get a cup of tea while you're at the garage what's try you know 25 minutes actually in in the whole course of a day for us to go into say stony cove other dive sites are available um you know it's a turnaround of 300 miles isn't it yes so potentially we should be able to do this on one charge yeah. in this car yeah well, one day or, we might find out. Or you charge on the way home, but we we generally stop anyway. We do, yeah. And you know, driving is about enjoying driving and not driving for eight hours or three hours solid. Yeah, so, no, know, definitely. Everybody not. needs no, to have no, a break. So. No, but I think there's a lot of things. You know, yeah. we're all going through this transition of of uh, development in technology. You know, it's a different way of thinking, isn't it? You yeah. know. Yeah, um, but I think that was a really good um, conversation with him. 
and and game changer to me was using your car to power the house. I was like, why haven't we thought of that before? Mm. Well, it's it's just evening out that spike of electricity use. Yeah, yeah I was just like, yeah, yeah, why, why not? And cu- plugging cars in at home, the time it takes for them to charge at home will increase. Oh, uh, you know, the, yeah. the time taken yeah. will shorten. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you think how far. Uh, it's kind of like, although these have been about 10 years, but this is like a slow transition, a mm-hmm. slow movement of technology when there's only like tesla and a couple of others are about mainly um doing the odd nissan leaf i think it's another one mm. you know but look at these cars now look at this you know it's a real it's smart looking car yeah. isn't it and you think wow if you had this on your drive how chuffed would you be yeah yeah well even we're sitting in the back seat and it's got panoramic sunroof we need to give a shout out actually to um so with this car today because we've only borrowed it for a couple of hours um it's been supplied by our local ford dealership uh by awd hammond group in based in houseworth they've got other dealerships but we need to say thank you to um george but baker john baker john baker even um and uh, his team who's lent us this car for last yeah couple of hours. it's been great so and i think uh andreas appreciated it didn't he yes. location. yeah <laughs> so, yes. say thank you to africa alive yes yeah for letting us Thanks. park up here on their field yeah so um check out our social media um obviously when this podcast comes out we'll have pictures of the car and yeah. uh, links we also need to say thank you to our lovely uh friends over at night at 90 for being great sponsors yeah yeah so this sponsoring podcast. this podcast and yeah just uh thank you to everybody that's downloaded this episode and thank you for listening if you've got any questions about ionity let us know or and we... we're actually recording this on our third birthday yes happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> so yes um so we want to say big big thank you to everyone who listens to us on a regular basis yeah. who downloads us and uh you know uh thanks three for sticking years. with us for three years my yeah. goodness yeah but it's been a great three years uh it's flown by and uh it's been great to meet amazing people yeah yeah so thank you very much but for right now i think that was the big scuba podcast Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.